0: The following is a presentation of Team Bonding, providing more than 100 live virtual or hybrid corporate team building activities for companies around the world. Visit teambonding.com to schedule your event now.
1: team once again it's me your friend rich brennan's land coming to you from team building around the world the podcast where i speak to people from the team bonding team building industry from all over the globe we're doing things a little bit differently today i have not one guest but two coming all the way From Universum, we have Loredana Stanku and Marius Blyut. Hello. Hello. Uh, Give me one second, guys, before we come on in, because I actually do need to send some love out there to my supporters. Of course, this show is supported by Catalyst Team Building Network. Find out more about the world's largest network of team building providers at catalystglobal.com. We also want to thank our friends at B1G1, which can make your business a real force for good. Visit B1G1.com to get started. Now, my friends, let me get back to my guests. Uh, we have today business development manager from Universum, Lord Dana Stanku, and we have the division manager and senior facilitator for Universum, Marius Blyut, and both are part of the Catalyst team-building UK group. Let's give them some love. Say hello to them. <laughs> Just so you guys know, I have a small group of people collected under my desk. They, uh, they're always <laughs> very welcoming and warming. So, Laurie Marius, thank you so much for coming and joining us. Um, why don't you start off? Tell first off, tell everybody, Marius, where it is you're coming from.
0: well um, first of all, uh, thanks for the love, Richard, and uh, really nice being with you here today. Thank you. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm coming from Romania, actually. Nice, nice, and uh, my,
1: uh... and uh, Laurie. Um. Why don't you go ahead and start, let's start off with you. Just tell everybody about yourself, how you got into the industry.
2: <laughs> Hi guys, um, uh, very nice to, to be joining you in this uh, beautiful podcast, and uh, we're really honored to be part of this beautiful story. Thank you. Um, I, uh, I actually joined the Universum four years ago, um, after a sabbatical year, but not so sabbatical, uh, working abroad for one year in England and in Germany. And then I came here and I was like, okay, I really need some really good gig that I'm going to join. So uh, (laughs) I I was kind of playing with working in events, but then team building popped up. Uh, At the beginning, I was also selling uh, the MICE events, but then I just started with team buildings and I fell in love. Hmm. mostly with the team and then with the events, but I think the order is less important. It was really, really a good start, actually.
1: Fantastic. And, Maria, same question. Uh, how did you get started in this
0: industry? Well, actually, my uh, that was around 20 years ago that ah. I did my first team building. I was a student back then in a student organization, and we were crazy about teams having fun, playing games, and uh, working better together. So... That was actually the start. Then uh, I started collaborating with Universum 10 years ago and have been facilitating events ever since. Uh, Laurie, you mentioned something called MICE. Now,
1: I I know what that means. I've been in the industry myself (laughs) since about 2009. But can you explain to my audience what that means?
2: Of course, it's meetings, incentives, exhibitions—basically any other kind, uh, any other type of corporate event that you can imagine.
1: Basically. <laughs> okay, that's actually the most concise answer I've ever been given. Marius, can just give us a brief overview, if you don't mind, coming all the way from Romania. Um, tell my audience what the what team building is like
0: in Romania. Well, I guess it's uh, might might be the same as all over the place. Maybe people getting together, doing something uh, incredible together. I would say, mm-hmm. I think it's it's the joy of being in an off setting, uh, different from work, and just either have fun or do some simulations together that help build the team, be it outdoor or indoor. You know, it can be in a conference setting or or in the great outdoors and what we love to do actually with any group that we meet is to put a you know like a very big challenge on the table mm-hmm. in order for the team to to together and to to put their best out there.
1: Laurie what kind of challenges do you guys like to give to the teams um, what are some of your favorite events <laughs>
2: Well, I have so many. Well, I would say uh, uh, most of them are from the Catalyst Global Portfolio. We also have a couple of events that we develop by ourselves. But I think my favorite one is still orchestrate after so many years. is a concept where we put people together uh, like an orchestra. And in like two hours, they're able to play different instruments, very complex instruments, I would say, like violin or like a cello. Mm -hmm. And um, it's very powerful and very emotional. And it brings people, you know, music is like an universal language. So you can bring people uh, together, regardless of where they come from, their race, their age, their, their position in the company and so on. And I think it's still my favorite after like, five or six years since it started and four years in selling
1: it to our clients. Now, uh, Marius, you have over 10 years of experience in facilitating and, and inspirational experiences, but can you tell me what was the early days of team building like for you? Has Have things changed uh, um, in <laughs> Romania in the way the, that the corporations like doing that kind of thing?
0: I actually remember um, a facilitator's dance that we did 10 years ago and we haven't actually done it lately. We were doing an outdoor event that was in 2010 and it was about to rain. So uh, we were a pretty crazy bunch. And what we actually did in order to warm up for the event, we we undressed ourselves, actually, uh, not completely, but almost. (laughs) And, And we did a rain dance. Uh, uh, uh it's called ah. and we filmed ourselves doing that and then we send it to the participants i'm not sure we would still do this today actually 10 years after but mm. it was uh yeah it was i think it was a bit more outdoorish and more uh, crazy and fun 10 years ago it's still fun but it's more about learning as well and um, creating team cohesion i think maybe it's a bit more about business objectives nowadays than it used to be ten years ago. Okay, but we still we still do crazy stuff. Yeah,
1: <laughs> like what kind of things? What kind of craziness do you get into today?
0: I think actually we still um, uh, still staying late with the participants and um, um, how do you say talking about any sort of subjects besides uh, team building and business. Mm. I think that's. But I, I wouldn't go into the details actually. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> no problem. Lori, let's let's talk about you for a brief minute. You're a young lady out there in Romania. How is it that you decided to make team building your career?
2: Well, it's uh, a <laughs> funny story because I, I was telling you in the beginning that I was selling at first because I'm the business development and I started as a developer uh, okay. as part of a team. And I was supposed to sell any kind of event and uh, respond to the client's objective the best way I can. But at thing is that when I started going to meetings for team building, it was like okay, I really like events generally speaking. But this thing with you know discovering the, the client's objectives, making the change in their team and in their business, really got to me, and uh, I started really, really enjoying it and growing into it more and more because it's really you know a unique feeling at the end of the event when. Uh, not only your client, so the the owner of the process inside the company comes to you to thank you or, you know, just give you a shout out for what you've done for them. Mm. But when the participants come to shake your hand and hug you and tell you, guys, uh, well, the, shake, the hugging part wouldn't be possible now, but back then... Right. <laughs> um it was uh, such a very good feeling to know that wow we really made a change like these guys are going to remember this event like forever and they're going to go back to the office and do something different you know for the first time they're really going to have an insight it's not just you know drinking and how the old school team building was a couple of years ago it's not just you know uh, drinking and just chatting and mm. no, no actual change, just socializing. And yeah, it really got to me. And uh, now we, I'm really happy with the choice I made.
1: <laughs> Fantastic. I'm glad to hear that. Marius, let's talk a, a little broader terms. What do you think the greatest benefit that actually teamwork gives brings to the the corporations
0: out in your country? We are actually uh, talking about this a lot lately because, you know, pivoting to virtual, mm-hmm. uh, we are thinking what is still relevant. And uh, what I think is the most important single element that team building creates is the connection between uh, participants. Because really, after you... After you do it, a big challenge together and you go through an out-of-this-world experience, because as Laura said, we, uh, we emerge our participants in different types of, of uh, alternative realities, let's say. Mm. Uh, they build a stronger connection between themselves. And then they, when they go back to the office, I think it's easier for them to say some things and work together and uh, go over some uh, clarities with, with more ease. So this building uh, building connection, I think this is the base of what uh, what's important to create through a team building experience. And then, of course, it's you can talk about communicating clearly about strategy, about splitting roles and all of that, which are also quite important. But if you are to reduce to one single thing, I, I would point out connection, creating stronger connections between, uh, between each of the persons involved. Fantastic.
1: Now, Lori, we were talking briefly, getting into the fact that this is a whole new world under the umbrella of COVID-19. How's that affecting things out there in Romania?
2: Oh wow! Well, in the beginning, in Romania, it hit hard in about like March, I think. For like for the rest of the world as well, a little mm. bit. But it changed a lot the perspective and everything that we were doing. March and April were, well, historically speaking, very full month uh, months of events for us. So everything just stopped for a little bit. Like everybody was in like a waiting mood. Let's see what's going on. Let's see how much time this will take. Right. But then after like I think two or three days into this uh, remote work and everything, uh, we started testing concepts in order to uh, pivot to virtual in a very fast and to be prepared for when people will be available again and to think about these kind of uh, events. Uh, what I can say is that even though we had a period when nothing happened, so we were just keeping in touch with our clients, checking if there's safe in the first place i can say we were actually nice. concerned with them being you know okay uh, yeah. and then you know okay maybe we can collaborate for something and the happy uh, the happy news is that We started selling um, and having virtual events recently. Mm. And it's a joy to see that people can re-educate themselves and start believing that there are other solutions as well. It's not just about offline events, even though I I can say that they are sometimes more powerful, but Mm -hmm. this uh, virtual uh, event setting is also a very good one. So you can still reach... uh, specific objectives, team objectives, and also business ones. And you can still make a transformation with this one as well. Our business dropped a lot. Yeah. We have like uh, maybe 20, 30% of what we used to have uh, before the COVID, so before March. Mm. But we are hopeful and we are a very energical team. So like every, every person in our team is very you know optimistic most of the times that we can still make it. We know we have good products. We know we have a strong team that can move on. Good. So we are, yeah, we're keeping up with the things right now. And I'm really happy that this infrastructure and all the catalyst global setting allowed us to move forward and go into virtual funds because uh, only us, we wouldn't have such an R&D big, like we could have tested maybe two, three concepts, but now we have over 15 concepts that we can propose to our clients so that's a really big deal so we have something to put on the table when we talk to the clients
1: that's great oh good for <laughs> you now if you guys don't mind hold on one second for me here sure. yeah. because i want to take a break for a moment to tell all my team out there about catalyst team building network an association of team building providers With representatives in over 90 countries speaking more than 20 languages, the Catalyst Network is widely regarded as the voice of the team building industry. Network members share resources, best practices, and business opportunities. Catalyst partners are learning from each other and pushing the boundaries of what is possible in team building. Catalyst Network members share a common goal of creating highly relevant, socially responsible, good value experiences for their clients. For more information, please visit CatalystGlobal.com, the Catalyst Team Building Network. The world's largest network of team building providers. So, Marius, <laughs> let's talk about those uh, those virtual events. Do you have
0: any favorites? Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. But, but just briefly, I wanted to say I, I a very nice words that you said about Catalyst Globals previously, and um, I actually am leaving those words. Oh. Because it's, it's it's always a joy to to meet colleagues, let's say, from other countries. Really incredible and powerful to see them play together, test new concepts, uh, learn from each other. Fantastic. Uh, and th- then to get back to your question, actually, my, my favorite virtual event, which we're going to test extensively next week, Mm. It's called Heroes of Troy. Oh, how does that work? Oh, yeah. It, it works beautifully. We, uh, the idea is coming from our colleagues from uh, Slovenia, actually. They uh, invented the, the simulation. Let's say it's a business simulation, Great. but really, really fun. And we have helped them optimize it. I mean, to make it available for online uh, delivery, let's say. So we did the software part that you need in order to work beautifully online. Mm. So ve- very briefly, it's about anti-Greece. And uh, you are actually, the, the teams playing it are a team of consultants helping uh, Helen of Troy and Paris to escape from Sparta and reach Troy safely. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So it's, 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 it's really rich. It's a really rich um, story behind it. Uh-huh. And then each team, they, want, they need to understand the situation and to find the best strategy to help them. Uh, reach Troy in the shortest amount possible and of course maximizing their uh, their army strength. That's great. I love that. Yep. That sounds like yep. a lot of fun.
1: I can't wait for that yeah. to come here to
0: the states. I'd love to see it. Now, yeah, um, sure.
1: Let's let's switch gears a bit if we can, Lori. Let's talk a bit about uh, charitable organizations. Do you guys have any favorites that you work with over there?
2: Um, actually, we do work. Um, unfortunately, the appetite in Romania, it's uh, it's not so it wasn't so big, actually. It started growing only in the last uh, several years. Hmm. But uh, we even had programs and collaborations with the Buy1G1 program that you actually mentioned at the beginning. And we right. were working into developing this collaboration more We've done uh, pretty nice stuff, I can say, for the local community uh, together with our clients, of course, but not only with our clients. We also, as a team, even though we don't really like to talk about it, we don't make it publicly, we do donate sometimes, you know, for different causes. But Mm. with our clients, we've done, you know, like kindergartens, like schools. Uh, We help them uh, do that. We even had bikes. We, we, um, had like uh, challenges with our clients, with the participants, and then we donated the bikes. We made toys for different charities. Uh, we we even have a, a preferred one um, that we work with uh, very closely because they're not so big, and uh, you know people tend to go to the bigger charities because right. it's in your face; they're everywhere. So we uh, we want to support them more. Uh, they uh, work with kids that uh, have families, but their families cannot afford to provide more than the, you know, the food and the day-to-day things that they need. So Mm. we help them with different things like, you know, uh, furniture, clothes, toys, uh, whatever they need.
1: That's great. Uh, Marius, sort of the same question. You don't have to get into specifics if you don't like, but I, I have to say that one of my favorite things being in this industry is, for example, we do what's like what's called a bike build, where we'll have clients break up into teams and they will build bikes and they get to race them and they get to, you know, we we test them to make sure that they're safe and they're creating commercials for their bikes. It's a lot of fun. It's a great way to spend an afternoon. But the best part of that event for me, especially, is always at the end when we open the doors and the kids that are part of this charitable organization we work with come rushing in to see the bikes that they're going to get, and they get to talk to the charity itself. Do do you have any memories like that you want to share?
0: Uh, Yeah, actually, and although I love kids and I do have two kids of my own, uh, this one is not with kids. Okay, (laughs) that's not a problem. Um, (laughs) uh, What we actually did, we we did a really beautiful event uh, with one of our partners. Uh, They built actually dog houses really and they paint yeah they they actually built them like from scratch we uh-huh. they had some plans and some uh, materials and they paint, painted them and they made the story about them and then at the end the owner of a dog shelter house came with a few dogs and they went into their houses and uh, it was actually pretty pretty nice and then we brought to the shelter all those uh, dog houses and we put them into place and the dogs started you know going into them and stuff like that. The partner was, um, uh, they were selling uh, products for animals, of course, they were all animal lovers. For, so for mm-hmm. them, it was a pretty touching moment to to actually see the, the animals using their own uh, work for the day. Yeah, that's great. I would love to be a part of that
1: one too. <laughs> all right, guys, hold on for me one more second too, if you don't mind. Because I do want to tell all my friends out there about B1G1, which can make your business a real force for good. When you're part of B1G1, you bring new purpose, meaning and relevance to your business by making giving a core of what you do. Unlike conventional giving models, B1G1 helps small and medium-sized businesses achieve more social impact by embedding giving activities in their everyday business operations to create unique giving stories. Every business transaction can impact lives from just as little as 1 cent. So please visit b1g1.com to get started. B1G1: Business for good. All right, Marius, if you don't mind, I want to stick with you just for a quick second. Let's talk about, you, you say you have two kids of your own. And of course, um, I assume you guys are in lockdown over there as well with COVID-19. You're yeah. sheltering at home. So Marius, if you don't mind, could, could we get into, do you play your games with your kids? What do you use from your team building experience in your everyday life?
0: Well, actually quite a lot, to be honest. And um, it, the last 10 years, as I said, being uh, close to Universum and the, for the last four years, uh, having access to the Catalyst Global product, it meant we tested a lot of different types of concepts from uh, painting, from orchestra, as Lore was saying, from building cars, all sorts of crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, of course, these things I, I brought home as well. I mean, this playing attitude and trying all sorts of stuff. Um, and for example, yeah, Lego, we also use Lego in our training. And um, I'm playing Lego differently with my kids, I would say, after uh, facilitating with adults also. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's nice to play with your kid and see them express themselves through Lego, see what they build and why they build it. I mean, it really opens up a conversation even with the three-year-old or the five-year-old that I have, the older one. Nice. Uh, nice. They love uh, musical instruments. I brought home uh, violin and viola, so they, mm. they try them and, and they love that. And actually, a few days ago, I tested with them a, a product that we're going to do next week uh, here in Romania at, at the drive-in. So the lockdown is is partially over. Oh, great. And we want to do a, a family quiz at a drive-in event next week. And actually, I, I tested it with my family, and they, they actually loved it. So it's they, it involved Disney movies and all sorts of questions good for also for parents and for kids. And we, we played it together, and they gave me feedback, of course. And uh, now I have a really nice, how do you say, history already with this trivia to, to present next week. And you get to tell these
1: adult clients of yours that your kids were able to do this and succeed. And if they can't, well, that just shows. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> Oh, uh, um, Lori um what kind of what what's like your favorite event to try to push for a client what do you what do you like to try to sell for them
2: Well that's a tricky question because mm. we get asked that a lot uh, what's okay. your favorite concept to to push but the thing is that specifically for us for our organization for Universum is a little bit different because since the beginning since moment one when i arrived here it wasn't about okay guys we have like the least costs for these five events just push this ones. it was like okay let's discover the objective so we made like a, a a mantra out of this i mean we really want to understand the client's objectives really really well and uh, propose them something that will really help their team uh, evolve. So I can I can name a few concepts like Go Team, for example, because it's very versatile and it's mm-hmm. actually one of our best sellers because you can you know you can um, make a story out of it and you can change the story every time. You can respond, for example, to values, objectives. You can Uh, Build a culture if they don't have or if they want to change something in that. And you can have different tasks either individually or on teams. So it's very versatile and we like to propose it a lot and people understand it. It's also outdoors and it's, it helps you a lot in um, also moving and enjoying the outdoors environment. But I can say there are a lot of concepts that I really like. I also like the Heroes of Troy that Marius mentioned, the orchestra <laughs> that was saying that it's about emotion. Yeah. Uh, I, I can also say about, for example, the infinite loop, which was... Uh, really strike. For example, when it appeared in like 2018, our partners from Tunisia, they worked for two years for this concept. And in the offline world, it was a uh, VR based. So oh. we just, you know, we knocked the market in Romania. We were like, guys, I know we're doing a lot of team building events, but we brought VR into team building. Can you imagine <laughs> how this works, you know? So uh, there are a lot of concepts, but I, I think the most important part is that if clients, if the client is, knows what they want, or we can help them discover what would suit them best, mm-hmm. to really go into that area and propose any any concept specifically from um, Catalyst Global uh, portfolio would really help them. So we we are very diverse in our portfolio. I can say here because we never sell just a concept for like three months and right. just that. It's, Always on the objectives.
1: Fantastic. Now, Marius, uh, since you're more in the field, let me ask you this. uh, What kind of challenging issues do you face when you're actually out there in front of a client?
0: Actually, I think that because we work with people Mm -hmm. and we work with groups of people between 10 to 500 or even more than 500 right. so i can facilitate at any given time a, a cozy 10 people event or a wild 500 people event sure i think the the most challenging thing it's it's to actually connect with them and to involve them in the agenda of course it helps that we have games to play uh, but uh, imagine you know a 100 people group that partied all night long before and you have like an exercise at uh, planned for half past 9 in the morning Mm. And they're still dozy after the night before. And of course, the company has some business objectives with that team building. So it's a pretty tricky place uh, sometimes to, to be in. So I think that the most challenging is to actually get them going and connect with them at the beginning of the event. Because w- once you start things and you do, you know, the initial icebreaker and they see how you are and how you, you connect with them, then after that, things are easy. But uh, hmm. actually, you know, gathering them at the at the beginning of the event after a, a rough night can be can be challenging. I think that's that's some of the most challenging thing. You know, to animate people and attract them to the program. Once they see what it is about, they see that it's fun. They see that it's interesting. They see that it's it's nice. Then they they play whatever uh, you throw at them.
1: Okay. Now, let's say, if you don't mind, Marius, um, you're at an event. Uh, can you give me an example of an event where something went horribly wrong and you had to actually think your way through it?
0: Uh, how, how horribly wrong? <laughs> That's entirely up to you. It's your story. <laughs> actually, I, I have a few examples. I'm not even sure which one to pick, but... Uh, I'll just take one. Um, <laughs> it's, it, it's actually an event that where we had the, it was a big event with the, the companies from a multinational company here in Romania. And they brought all their partners, There are 400 partners from all over Romania in the room. Okay. And and the CEO was speaking. And then we were supposed to have uh, our activity orchestrate. Uh, the, the Loredana said uh, before. So I think it's nice because yeah. we, we make connections. So we were in this fancy hotel and the CEO was speaking and we were supposed to be next. And uh, he said, oh yes, and now we have a big surprise. It's because we like innovation and creativity. We'll do something very interesting now and let's uh, wait for our partners to go in. And I was supposed to open the door for the orchestra team, so okay. for the conductor and for the musician. And I went, the door was back behind the stage. And I, um, I was uh, near the stage in front of all these 400 people and near the CEO. And mm. he was making a sign to me, you know, like, go and bring them on the stage. <laughs> and I went to the door and I tried to open it. And I became livid because the door wasn't opening anymore. <laughs> it was actually locked. <laughs> so before We tested it before break, but somehow somebody from the hotel locked it and we didn't notice. And imagine now 400 people waiting for this, the CEO looking at me and saying, you know, open the door and I'm trying <laughs> to open the door and the door is not open. And I could see it on his lips. Open the door. <laughs> and yeah, so it's, it's, uh, that was, I think, uh, a f- fantastic failure. Fortunately, <laughs> a, a guy from my team, he, he started screaming like crazy behind the door oh, yeah. and the guy from the hotel came and opened the door. And I think it took two or three awkward minutes. But after that, yeah, the conductor came on stage and everything went uh, smoothly from there.
1: That's fantastic. And it's so good to know that all around the world, no matter who I talk to, everybody seems to have problems like this. So, oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> Imagine 15 people looking for a key <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: Yeah. Lori, uh, let's, let's ask you, uh, what are some of the biggest success stories that you have? Do you have any examples of just a huge success?
2: Wow. Where to start from? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> actually, we have a couple of really, really good stories. One that I specifically remember was is also related to the sales process a little bit. But, okay. hey, what can I do? This is where I'm from. <laughs> <laughs> um, I went to a meeting with uh, all the board directors for an um company that works in a heavy industry and mm. they had very specific objectives. We presented a very nice story that we'd like to implement with them, but they were all very distrustful maybe because I'm, I was also a little bit younger back then. And I was to the I went to the meeting by myself. I didn't know they were all going to come. So seven people.
1: <laughs> come okay.
2: Yeah, it was so interesting and uh, then they were really, really not very convinced. Uh, Even in the day of the event, there were some of them were really, you know, like, oh, is this really going to work? Are we going to do the change? It was about the culture and implementing the the values and cascading all that story to all the people in the company. Mm. So at at the day of the event, we had like five different team building concepts. The first day and two in the second and one in the last day. And I remember that with each activity, people were coming to us. And then at the party in the second day, the CEO came to me and he was like, Lori, I'm really sorry. We distrusted you guys. You did a really amazing, amazing job. I cannot, I cannot even imagine what would have happened with this event if we would have said no. Great. And in the last day, what I remember is that I was saying at the beginning that sometimes participants come to thank us and tell us how the event went and how did they enjoy it but that one was a really really great one because i think 70 percent of the participants uh came and saluted all our team and they thanked us for all the insights that they got and the changes that they felt that happened in their team it was like the core people like 70 people from them but we know they went Back then, to their teams, and they cascaded all that information to the whole organization. And they really met their 2020 objectives. It was like three years or four years ago, and they had like a four-year plan. Mm-hmm. And I know they're doing really well now.
0: <laughs> That's great, Marius. An event with them on Friday, right, Laura? Sorry. We have an event with them on Friday, I think, with the same. I
2: wasn't talking about those ones, but oh, yeah, yeah, they're they also
1: right. really good. <laughs> okay, okay, sorry, I, I, well, I it's good to know you wrong. have multiple successes. <laughs> Marius, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask you the same question anyway, Marius. What? Tell me
0: one of your greatest success stories. I was actually thinking of, uh, of a last autumn event. A live event. It's the example. It's still about how uh, I would say previous life. <laughs> now we, we are living a different life in the virtual world. Yep. Uh, but but last year in November we had a pretty big event with uh, I think around 300 people from all over Europe, and they wanted something uh, custom for them. <clears throat> and they came to us I think two or three weeks before the event, and they wanted to do something uh, fun, dynamic, engaging, but pay attention to this on mm-hmm. integrity. The subject was integrity. Okay. Yeah. And it was pretty serious about bribing and avoiding bribing and avoiding all sorts of stuff. So yeah, how to go about it. And and, uh, we actually get some examples from their ethics commission, what to do, what not to do in certain circumstances. And we took some uh, movies such as Authentic, uh, Authentic Bureau, if you know, uh, with uh, examples from politics or from example with the military. And we, we created a fun and engaging event around integrity in which we explored what people, how they understood about integrity and how they reach decisions and what they pay attention to. And we started with fun, with, with uh, moments from movies, and uh, then we switched to examples from their company and what could happen to them. And actually, that was a really thrilling experience, you know, to have all people there engage in this subject and to do something like 100% custom built for them. To actually see that working and to be there in the flow, I, I of course, was facilitating this event. That was, that was actually a, a really joy, a real joy. What we exist for, actually, I believe, yeah. and having the congratulations at the, at the end, you know, what Lore was saying as well and then uh, drinking a beer with the team afterwards that uh, <laughs> that really makes for for a pretty uh, pretty good success i would say
1: that's fantastic I, guys thank you so very much for being on the show today you were you were amazing I, I i'm actually really enjoying this dynamic of just not just me and someone else but a group of us sitting together and talking that's been really great thank you so much for being here
2: thank you so much for inviting okay. us it was really really a joy to to be here and the questions actually they made me think a little bit you know because sometimes it's really good to take a step backwards and just mm-hmm. put everything into perspective if you're not doing it every day so it was really good conversation thank you so much
1: Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad that you feel that way because um, I'm kind of sucking up to you for a reason here because it's about time to put you guys on the hot seat. Uh, We're going to play what I call my speed round now. What this is, I'm going to put 60 seconds on the clock and I'm going to ask the two of you some questions. Now they're not necessarily going to be the same questions for each. I will let you know when that comes up. But The objective here is just to actually go ahead and give me the first answer that comes to your mind. Don't try to think too hard about it. Just answer, answer, answer is going to be the best way to get this done. Now, just so you know, I have gotten up to 13 questions correctly answered or fully answered within 60 seconds. So that's the number to beat if you guys want to be competitive at all. See, the way (laughs) the reason I do this is, Marius, you can certainly attest to this. When you get there in front of a crowd and they come in and they're like, "Oh, we have to do another team building event." This is kind of like an icebreaker for me, where I'm going to force you to do something uncomfortable, like we force them to do. Okay. Let's <laughs> okay. So uh, once we hear the music, I'll start asking the questions, and we can get going. Lori, do you have any pets?
2: Yes, four.
1: <laughs> Great. Uh, Marius, you say you have two kids. Yes. Which one's your favorite? Both nice Lori if you could ask any of your pets any question and know that it would be answered what would that question be
2: are you happy
1: oh that's lovely Uh, Marius how would you describe Lori to a friend who's never met her
0: incredible (laughs) aww
1: Lori same question about Marius
2: the amazing uh, peaceful warrior I've said to him that before
1: fantastic Um, Marius, would you rather be invisible or have the ability to fly? Fly, fly. Fly, excellent. Lori, same question.
2: Fly, definitely.
1: (laughs) Okay. Uh, Marius, favorite movie? Matrix. And there we go. See, that was pretty harmless, right?
0: (laughs) Oh, 60 seconds already gone. 60
1: seconds is already gone. But you guys managed together to get through 10 questions fully. Oh.
0: (gasps)
2: No way. Sorry, the, the last we person. Throughout. <laughs> <laughs> it we throughout.
0: We're not competitive. We like the learning of it. Thank hey, you.
2: Hey, I am here. I am competitive.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> guys, once again, thank you so much for coming on the show. My team out there, please, let's give a huge round of applause for Lori Stanku and Maris Blayut. You guys were absolutely amazing. So entertaining. Thank you. Thank you.
2: Thank
0: you so much, you.
1: Richard. And thank you to everyone out there for listening to Team Building Around the World. If you like the show, please share it with a friend or a colleague. And we'd be grateful if you would subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your favorite podcast and leave us that favorable review. If you don't have a favorable review to leave, you know, just shut up about it. It's totally fine. No one's going to worry. All past episodes can be found at teambonding.com. And that's it, my friends. As for me, this has been Rich Rindensland. You've been listening to Team Building Around the World. And always remember, if you are within the sound of my voice, you are now on my team and I am always on yours. Thanks, everyone. And we will see you next time.